First of all, first of all, first things first. Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me any question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you Welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Here is another beautiful day down here in South Florida. What we got for you today? It's April 10th. It is about 81 degrees sitting down here. And of course, yo, we got a hot show for you today. Today, apparently, I, we woke up today to realize that ain't no love in the heart of the city. It don't care if you have the magic or not. We got some new NCAA champions that we're going to get into. And speaking of new champions, we got some WrestleMania votes, the results for you. And we also have the playoff pitch in the NBA that is starting to wrap up. But... You know what we say here, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's Start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. It's your boy. It's your boy, the one and only Dollar Throw Martella, aka Oz, aka the One Take Wonder, aka the Mad Podcaster. The show is hot today. The show is hot because yo, we we got gold. We got seriously. We learned today. Oh, we could have learned this last night. That 
Ain't no love in the heart of the city. And apparently there's some things going down in La La Land that has everything all shook up. And we mean like big time shook up. I don't think you saw it coming. I mean, we by the time now we know LeBron ain't seeing it coming. We you know Genie Bus ain't seeing it coming. The only person that saw it coming was Magic. And that's because this news is about magic. Magic came through with the with the breaking news. He just going to decide last night before the Lakers have their what's that last home game? He wants to have an impromptu meeting. More than an impromptu meeting. He wanted to have an impromptu press conference. About what, you ask? Now, that was the kicker. Because apparently there was already there was already a ton of media going on there in L.A. People wondering what's going to go on with Luke Walter. People was going on with LeBron. People was going... No, just wants to know what's going on period with the Lakers. Magic grabs everybody aside, holds an impromptu press conference, and tells everybody, Yo, I'm bouncing. My, my, my show is done. Like, you want to bring back the Magic Man? Like, the Magic Man needs to go back to being the Magic Man. So Magic, Magic Johnson basically sits up in front of everybody and tells the whole entire world, or every reporter that had a mic in front of his face which basically gets out to the whole entire world in this day and age and i'm bouncing from the lakers i don't want nothing to do with the lakers and don't forget you can always interact with the show live right here with me on the podcast just look down to the bottom right of your screen right there it should say let's chat if you're looking on the, if you're looking on the computer it should say let's chat if you're looking on your cell phone or a tablet device it's a little bubble in the corner click on that click on the chat button and we can interact live directly right here through the show listen i'm always interested to see what you guys think because I'm gonna tell you, like personally, when I heard the news, I don't know where you were when you heard the news. Like it's almost sounded like, like, like it's one of those catastrophic events. Like where were you when you heard that Magic stepped down from the Lakers? Cause that's what happened. Magic had a press conference and mentioned to the world that he was stepping down from the Lakers. Where were you? I was at work. I was at work. I was, I was, I was at, the, I was at the other gig, right? The one that helps fund the vehicles, the vehicle funder. I was there, and I was actually leaving for the day, and I had to turn back around to go pop it off with, 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 with the other two cats that we always have this the, the the sports conversations, and I had to let them know like, yo, come back. Like one of them was about to bounce, like 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 go run to the rest real quick. I had to bring them both into the huddle real quick and be like, yeah, I got a feisty little nugget for you. Yeah, you have something just hit the drop zone. Magic Johnson. Just stepped down from the Lakers. And they were like, nah. And I'm like, nah, for real. Come home, let it simmer. Truth holds up. Wake up today. And normally I'm the kind of person that I listen to a lot of what's going on heavily in New York. Listen to the, to the New York crowd, the New York fans. You know, get a real good sense of how they're feeling about things. Even even Miami, I do that a lot for. I don't do that a lot for LA, but for today, I had to do that. 
for today I had to hear the voice of the people because when magic comes out and says out of nowhere that he is stepping down you have to figure it's gonna cause an uproar everywhere we're talking about through the fan base in LA ironically even in the fan base in New York it's going to cause an uproar within that within their own organization between the general manager and that owner. And you heard Magic say, like, yo, like, I couldn't go to the owner and tell her this. Like, she would have convinced me not to, and then I would have been right back here in a job that I'm miserable doing. Because I got somebody there as the general manager that's constantly stabbing me in the back. He's constantly over there trying to undermine my authority. He's constantly over there being a snake. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's an evil guy. This is what Magic is out there playing. Magic ain't just stepped down. Magic left in such a fashion that it forced everybody to look. Because the way I look at it, Magic leaves in the offseason, right? Then everything just kind of looks like, hey, hey, hey. You know, maybe things weren't going the way, he, the way they said he was going to go. He also came out and said that, you know what, if I can't land who I want to land, then or these XYZ free agents, the big name free agents, then I'll step down myself. I'll fire myself. He said that. So if we would have so if the offseason would have passed and all the moves would have happened and the offseason would have washed away, and now we're getting ready for the preseason or whatever it is, you know, draft is done and mad and we see magic step down, nobody's batting an eye. But when Magic steps down, minutes before a final Lakers home game, then yeah, it causes everybody to be like, hey, why didn't he wait? Why couldn't Magic be patient? What was so urgent about you stepping down now that you couldn't wait another week till the season's over? Another month until you finish until you finish your offseason moves or two months? Well, I should say more than more too much, but July? So, like, what, three, four more months until you finish all your off-season deals? Like, what couldn't wait either another week or another quarter? Fiscal quarter, that is. You know what I mean? What couldn't wait? And by him doing this, we see what couldn't wait. He was like, yo, I'm unhappy. I am just 100% unhappy. Because I can't do the deals that I want to do. I can't get the personnel that I want to get. And the deals that he wanted, that he wants to get done, that's... That's a, that, that's a direct correlation in, in regards to the general manager that's there. But not being able to get the people in there that he wants to get, that's because of the owner. Not being able to be magic, that's because of the NBA as an entity of how he can't be the regular magic because of tampering with the player association or the NBA association. He can't be him. He can't do what he needs to do and he can't be him. So in all levels, Magic is being failed by everybody above him that Magic that 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 need that that basically that require Magic to do a good job and also do a job where he feels happy and empowered in doing. He doesn't feel that from the general manager that's already in place that he can't get rid of. He doesn't feel that way from the owner that's already that that that's there that does not is also not allowing him to do his job. And also because of the NBA rules that doesn't allow him to be able to interact with individuals the way that he has always interacted with them in the past. 
So Magic's feeling the heat from all ends. And Magic said it himself. He has a great life. He's Magic. He's a celebrity. He's the owner of Starbucks. You know what I mean? Everybody loves his smile. Everybody knows his face. Technically, he's supposed to be able to go out there in any, in any platform and talk about any player across any sport anytime that he wants because he's Magic. And he wants to go back to living that life. Do you blame him? Do you blame him? You tell me. Inter don't forget to interact with the show. I don't blame Magic. But you know what's funny? Is that you hear Lakers fans. There's a ton of Lakers fans that are happy about this. Because they realize, like, you know what? This is good. Because now there won't be all this button of heads at the top. Now, granted... When I'm hearing a bunch of Lakers fans, it sounded like they also wanted to get everybody out of there. Like, if Magic was going to bounce, they also wanted the coach to bounce and the general manager to bounce. Or at least definitely the general manager. But, with at least this happening... Yeah, yeah if you hear some bells in the back, I'm catching up on the Raw after WrestleMania. Because we're going to talk about some WrestleMania later. But, I ain't got a chance to see the Raw after WrestleMania yet, which is always crazy. We're going to talk about WrestleMania later. So a lot of fans in L.A., like they're kind of happy that at least they're thinking that, okay, with this move, at least now you can get one singular voice in one direction. Are they a little upset that magic is gone? Yeah, they're a little upset that magic is gone. Do they keep saying weird stuff that they just want to get some other late great Laker legend in there? They do keep saying that for some odd reason, as if anybody that's qualified wouldn't do. It has to be a late. It has to be a great Laker legend, which may not always equate to being the most qualified candidate for the job. Because if you want to say Laker legend, well, you want Phil in there? Because as a Knicks fan, I could tell you how Phil did. And I'm going to tell you this, we weren't going anywhere near any championships. And I know Camilla Anthony ain't no LeBron James. But we see what happens when LeBron James don't have what LeBron James needs, which has always been some other off-guard superstar and a, bit, and a versatile big man to win a chip. Hasn't done it without him. But we're not going to take too much time here to talk about Magic. We're going to take a quick break, a very quick break. We're going to talk about some more chips in a minute because championships are on the way. Championships are on the way. Way. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride. Devouring Danielle Steele's latest page-turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place, Chegg. Improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only, Dallin Thomas Taylor. 
What, how many AKAs was that earlier today? That's AKA Oz, AKA the one take wonder, A AKA, AKA, AKA. I have way too many AKAs and I can't remember my own AKAs. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I can, uh, here's one thing that I can tell you. Is that if none of this will be possible, because you see my love for sports and how much I love doing We've been doing this for four years now, for four years. And I'm going to tell you, it was rocky in the beginning. All I had was a passion and a dream to do to do radio, do sports, and to find a way to verbalize my opinions in, in, on a platform. And while I had a lot of the idea and some of the direction, I didn't have all of the skills. But I was able to gain those skills with the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be doing half of the stuff I'm doing today. I wouldn't have half of the opportunities that I do today. Play-by-play -play with the Jupiter Hammerheads. Um, PA announcing with the Hollywood Browns. Um, ring announcer with the with Platinum Pro Wrestling. None of those opportunities w wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't because of Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Connecticut School of Broadcasting gave me hands-on training so that I will be able to have the tools necessary to be able to tackle this field head-on. Check them out. Go to GoCSB.com, get yourself a free tour, see if it's what you will love. Listen, I'm telling you, I loved it. I think, I'm pretty sure you'll love it too. That's Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And they're all over the place. East Coast, West Coast, up and down. GoCSB.com. That was just love. I have to show them love. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys realize how much I love the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Like, I, I, now I'm just doing it. <laughs> extended but you understand, like, they have for a free, like, after you've, after you finish there, then you also still have access to all of their studios up and down the coast, right? You you get free workshops to continue honing your craft. And I'm telling you, that free studio time up and down, wherever they have a, a, a school at, is probably the best thing ever. Do you know how much studio time is? Do you know how hard it is to get studio time conveniently? Whether it's a radio studio, podcasting studio, television studio, simulcasting studio. Yeah, Connecticut School of Broadcast, they have them all. Check them out. Give yourself a free tour. If you, if you don't like it, remember, it's just a tour and it's free. If you're a soldier like me, you know you can utilize your GI Bill. Go CSB.com. I tell you, I really do love them. They got me an opportunity that I'm about to check out later on this week. Go CSB.com. <laughs> so, as we're back. We're talking about, there's some things that are going to be missing from L.A. for a minute, right? And there's going to be a couple of things that are going to be missing from LA, from LeBron's life for a while. And for right now, we're, we're pretty sure those are going to be championships, right? Like, LeBron James may not be winning championships in L.A. for some time. And who knows when's the next time he wins, he wins a championship in L.A. But even if he doesn't win a championship in L.A., we know one thing for sure. That somewhere in America, that there are championships being won. And one of those places that we know a championship was won was in Baylor. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah, folks. I don't know if you know, but the NCAA championships have passed. And, folks, we have winners on the men and women's side. And I'm letting you know right now, I know that the technically the big names weren't that, that was supposed to be there and the men's side weren't there so a lot of people may have tuned themselves out 
I really hope you did it because starting from the at least from the final four, the final four had games that involved the two that involved both teams on the men and women's side that ended in such a way that you would have thought that there was no way for that to be trumped in the championship game. And yet it was. Baylor takes on North 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 not North Dakota takes on Notre Dame, right for a national championship. But this is after Notre Dame takes on UConn in the Final Four, and this is a UConn game that came down to the it came down to the end. Basically, almost came down to the buzzer. It came down to 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 I believe Erica Agumbale hitting. A clutch three-point shot to help seal that game in a game that they won by five, 76 to 81. Now fast forward to Baylor versus Notre Dame. This game is going back and forth between Baylor and Notre Dame. Erica Agumbale it's another opportunity to help her team win a game. It's TrueMentos.com. That's where I got that last Vita. Can't take credit for that. Eighty to eighty-two. Erica goes to the line. She's fouled, obviously. And I'm telling you, this national championship, it was both sides, drama and fouls. Drama and fouls or free throws are going to be the theme of both runs. As Erica steps up to the line, 80 to 82. Now, at this point in time, there's not really that much time left. She wants to, at this point in time, like... She really kind of wants to make both shots to send this game into overtime. Now, by the scoreboard, you kind of know what happens. But let me tell you why, how it happened. She steps to the line, and she misses the first shot. Still 80-82. At this point in time... She's trying to miss the second shot so that her team could possibly get a rebound and get another shot off. But in an attempt to miss the shot, she makes the shot, which is always so weird. It's always so funny when you see that happen to athletes. And it's usually, and I usually find that because they're either trying to bounce it off the front of the rim or the back of the rim, or, or bounce it off of the backboard so it could come off, so they could, it could bounce off the rim. Like no, just shoot the shot to the side. Like that's what I've never understood. Like. Make sure you shoot the shot to the side because your general technique, right? Unless you really try hard to, like, sometimes when you're trying to miss a shot, especially if you're trying to shoot it short or shoot a little bit long, that just may go in because on average, most people shoot their shots a little short or a little long anyway. So, <clears throat> she kind of fudged up there. 
And we don't want to give out a Homer Simpson Doe Award for that one. No, 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 no. We're going to let these people live. We're going to let these college students live. There's, there's going to be no need for that kind of, you know, thuggery today. I'm really trying to catch this Brooklyn game. Even possibly this Yankees game. Or the next game. I'm really torn of which one of these games I want to put on in the back. So at this point in time, there's nothing really left for her to do. I believe the ball goes out of... I, I believe they, they try to inbound the ball and only I think there's not enough time for them to really get the possession in. So what they do, they tip the ball going in, um, as it's inbounded. The ball goes out of bounds, game's over, and that's how it ends. Erica go, um, leaves the court crying, obviously. Notre Dame loses to Baylor, 82-81. Baylor are your new national champions. Facts. Next, we have in the, in, the, in the men's championship, we get Texas Tech versus Virginia, which ends up being its own intriguing game because in the final four before that, Virginia takes on Auburn, an Auburn team that I think had had the heart of the people, the way that Becky Lynch had the heart of the people. I feel like Ronda Rousey. Making wrestling references to basketball, women's basketball, and the main event with the women in it. Round of Rousey was like Virginia, number one seed, the overall favorite. But Auburn was like Becky Lynch. They had the they had the heart of the people. And Auburn came in there and they played and they balled. They they balled wholeheartedly. And. What this game ultimately came down to was Virginia taking a last-second three-point shot to win the game and their player getting fouled on what looked like, I should have said phantom contact. Basically, he didn't allow the player to land with the ball or, or come down in his landing space. So he invaded his landing space. But right before then, there was a double dribble play, usually travel, that went on uncalled, which allowed Virginia to get put into the opportunity. Where they get fouled taking a three-point shot. And now you have Kyle Guy down two with an opportunity to win the game by making all three free throw shots. He knocks down one. He knocks down two. He knocks down three. Virginia moves on to take on Texas Tech in the NCAA Men's Championship. 
Now for Virginia and Texas Tech both. This is the first time that they both have been there. Now, when they both, when either one of them wins, this will be the first time that either one of them would have won a championship, obviously. First time being there, first time winning. But more importantly, if you've been following the NCAA for this year or the last couple of years, then you also realize that for Virginia, this is redemption for them. For Virginia, this is a comeback story. Virginia last year was the number one seed. Similar to how they were this year. And Virginia goes out and gets eliminated in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year. Making history. Same way that if they won this year, they would make history. It would have been the first time they their, their school would have won one. The same way that Camilla Anthony helped make history for Syracuse by being by being the only person to help Syracuse win their one and only championship. But Virginia was the only number one seed in NCAA tournament history to ever lose to a number 16 seed. So, Virginia has been coming into this entire tournament this year trying to redeem themselves from that complete epic failure last year. And their run this year, or that loss last year, helped them the same exact way it helped another historic team. In a, in a similar situation. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to clear up the air and let you know what I'm talking about. Right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. On MightySports.net. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Best Games, where you save more so you can play more.
the ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. I am dropping shit over here in the studio. I'm sorry, sometimes it just gets like that. Things get a little bit hectic. But we are back, and before we left, I told you that Virginia losing last year kind of helped them in a way that I believe that another loss that helped another historic team. It's going to be odd that I'm going to compare them to this team. But... <clears throat> You'll see what I mean in a minute. The same way that Virginia lost in the first round last year, and the way that it helped them focus, is it helped them focus the same way, it did the same thing for them losing last year as it did for the Dream Team, the original Dream Team, losing to those group of college players that year. See, what it helped to do, it helped to get an added level of focus. It, it helped the coach to keep that level of focus, regardless of high, high, how high they were ranked. It showed that, you know what? Just because you're a number one seed, you're not guaranteed anything. And even though I believe that most players believe that anyway, I also still believe that most, peop most, most players are still human by nature. And what would happen is that most one seeds look over 16 seeds because up until last year, no 16 seed has ever beaten the number one seed. So even in the games where things are close, the number 16 is thinking like, oh my God, we're number 16 seed. We generally never win here. Let's not mess up. And they kind of always just kind of clutch up in the moment. And the number one seed kind of looks relaxed. We're like, okay, let's just start executing. Now there's only one case in history where this has not happened. That was last year to Virginia. <coughs> Pardon me. So, I wholeheartedly believe that them losing last year helped them the same way it helped the Dream Team. Well, all of a sudden, the Dream Team was able to be coached. They were able to be held accountable. They were forced to play harder. They, like, they, they, were, they were shown that, hey, it can happen to you if, every, if, if, you, if you do slack in any way, shape, or form. And that's the kind of mindset that Virginia has been coming through this tournament with. That, listen, I understand that I even said, listen, that... They caught a lot of lucky breaks, right? The, the the travel call that wasn't called, the double dribble call, or actually that wasn't called. The the fact that they get fouled on a three point shot, but let's not get it twisted. You still have to make all three point shots. Last time I checked, that was still a prerequisite. If you were down by three. And you get fouled on a three-point line. That's uh, down by two, and you're down, and you get fouled a three-point. That's the only way to win a game by one is to hit those all the, all your three all your free throw shots. And he did that. So now we have Virginia versus Texas Tech. And listen, for a good portion of this game, like this game was good. It was compared. Don't let the final score fool you. Don't don't let the 77-85 score fool you. That's an overtime. So, so think about this. It's an eight-point difference in overtime. This game was close the whole entire way. 
Auburn, not Auburn, but Texas Tech was even up late. And then Virginia must have had a flashback moment to last year. And, mem and remembered of when they lost. And remembered of how it felt. And remember how it felt to get kicked when you were on a, thought you was on the top. I feel like you were tricked out of thinking that you were going to be good enough to be the number 16 seed. You understand? Like, they went through that hard knock life. They had that struggle. And they came back. And they started, and they started making clutch plays and going to the line. And then we get two clutch three-pointers by DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, he made shots, whatnot. Forget that it still took a comeback effort again for Virginia just to be able to take it into overtime. And then once in overtime, all things, all bets were off. If I'm not mistaken, they went on an 11-0 run at some point in time. Executed down the stretch, played defense, and it's the understood the hunger. And then end up coming away with a victory. 85-87. Virginia is your brand new NCAA champions. They take home the gold, the championship, the bragging right, the trophies, the banner, the gold medal, the all, the whole kit and caboodle. Which I know for a long time I thought it was like kitten caboodle, like the cat. And then, uh, but I didn't realize it was kit and caboodle. I, 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 listen, these old time sayings that you just kind of adopt throughout time. Never really kind of see it written out. <laughs> So, NCAA champions, Baylor, NCAA champions, Virginia, they both of them take away the championships, they take away the goal, and they move on to now help their franchises, I should say, their alma maters, become recognizable, which I didn't realize this for, and I, I didn't realize this to this year as we're talking about this. I didn't realize that the women players, I just thought they all kind of just did it. Because this is how things were set up. Because this is kind of like how the guys did it when they in the early beginning of the NCAA. Where they just kind of just, everybody stayed almost three, four years. So this is just kind of what I thought this, most women did right now. Because things were just a little bit better in college than it was possibly in, in, in the WNBA. But I didn't know that they actually had to. They 100% had to. Stay in there for three years. And then they'll be eligible to go. That blew my mind. I, I, I don't want to say it blew my mind. I just didn't realize it. So, I kind of that kind of shocked me. It took me back. I wasn't expecting that from the women's game. But, also, we, are, we already know that the women's are about to do... I have a, have another collective bargaining agreement. And I really hope that they start getting paid. I... I I want to see, because I don't even think they have, like, million-dollar contracts like that yet. So, I, I want to start seeing them break, you know, 
seven, eight digits on their contracts per year. Like I'm, I'm starting to think it's sound, but also we hear all the, we hear all the, all the cluster and all the fucks, right? As, as, as they talk about on ESPN, but you've heard us and you know what? Let's make sure that this could be heard. Let's 100% make sure that this can be heard. You've heard us right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Mighty! Give ESPN the solution to the WNBA's problem. And to the whole women's problem that they keep talking about so highly of. But you don't see them taking the forefront to lead the charge. And they call themselves the worldwide leader in sports. So here it goes again. For anybody that has not heard it, ESPN needs to have a WESPN channel. I know you guys are saying like, oh, they already have WESPN website. That's just the website. How many of you people know about this, that there's a WESPN website that you can consistently find updates on women's sports at? Exactly. They need to have a, a WESPN channel. The same way they have an ESPN channel. The same way they have an ESPN News. The same way they have an ESPN2, an ESPN U, an ESPN SEC, and all these other ESPN channels. They damn near have an ESPN Ocho every once in a while. Damn near. They even have an ESPN Ocho every once in a while. Yet they don't have an ESPNW. And I would love to see them put up an ESPNW. And listen, you have all of the content that you needed. You have all of you, you have all of the resources that you needed. You have a lot of the manpower that you need. And you're also ESPN is not hard for you to find manpower. Or in this case, woman power. People power. What you do, you launch ESPNW, right? Launch that station. You literally take damn near every single programming that it is involved with women's sports and you flood it on there. And that's where you put it. You give them their platform. In the morning time, the same way that you have that you have all these morning shows, listen, you put the trifecta up there. You guys know who I'm talking about, those lovely ladies. You get Carrie Champion up there. And, and I'm and I'm forgetting her I'm, forget, I'm forgetting her name, but you get Rachel Nichols up there and 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 Anita Marks up there, and you put them on ESPN. Let them spearheaded. They are they are so highly respected in this business and in this game. Let them be the spirit. Like you understand? Let them be the face of that. But not only that, right? If you're wondering, like, oh, what happens if you pull or something? Listen, ESPN. You've put darts on as sports. You've put bowling on as sports. You've put now eat now you've put eat now you've put esports on on sports as sports content to be consumed. And oh, must must I remind you of what you've done in the early days of ESPN of what you used to play? So let's not forget of also what ESPN has also done for stuff like exports. So let's not so let's not act like this this is gonna be something major for them. They just don't, they just seem like they don't want to do it. And now you wonder, oh, what happens to all of these spots? What if you've taken all the women brought all of the women's um shows that we have there? Fill them. Fill them. Now you have all of these extra time slots all on your ESPN news, on your ESPN news, on your ESPN two, on your ESPN network. Now you have all of these time slots, fill them. 
find other programs, make new, find other programs, find other shows, find other other sports entities that will want you to put themselves in there. I mean, come on, I'm pretty sure you 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 can put you you can show some more Texas Hold'em there. They will love it, but you understand? You you have it there. Put them all there. The WNBA. You understand? Women's tennis, women's golf, beach volleyball, women's football, the Legends League. Put them all there. ESPN kind of irks me every time I hear them. I hear their commentators, any one of their personalities, talk as if they don't have the power to help women in sports be more recognized and properly compensated. And it irks me even more that nobody has stepped out on a, le on a ledge to make any kind of ideas where they have opinions and ideas about every other thing else in the world, even on how women should, or what even what women should do to try to help get themselves better paid, but they don't have any suggestions for their own company that is the worldwide leader in sports. Let that sim simmer. We're going to take a quick break. To the Mighty Sports Podcast, I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor, aka Oz, aka the One Take Wonder, aka. I forgot my most recent aka. This is how you know it ain't gonna stick. This is how you know it ain't gonna stick. <laughs> but listen, don't forget. If you think I'm crazy, you think I'm off my rocker, you let me know. Come talk to me, right? Click at the bottom. You have, the, you have the options. Hit me, hit me on the chat. Now, remember, if you don't talk to me while we're on the show, I can't guarantee this going to get on the air. So hit me up. Also, don't forget, like, we, we got some polls running, don't we? We got a couple of polls running. I forgot that. We, we got the polls to test out today. But before we get the polls up, right, we're we going we gonna to move directly into because... Talking about this whole entire women's movement, right? I mean, that means we have to get into WrestleMania. So, just to warn you right now, this is an official WrestleMania spoiler. Just letting you know. J.M.A. 
finish fight pit. So, this is 100% WrestleMania sports. So, you haven't watched WrestleMania or you're curious about WrestleMania, then this isn't the place for you. So, as you know, WrestleMania just passed this past weekend. And we got up to the point where we actually were able to catch up right before WrestleMania, which is really, which is really, really cool, which is really, really cool. Because I wanted to catch WrestleMania in all its glory. Just like right now, how we're catching up on SmackDown and Raw and all this other stuff, right? I wanted to catch WrestleMania in all of its glory. And in all of its glory, it starts off obviously with this pre-show. And in the pre-show, you have the Battle Royal, the men and the women. And as you know, the, the, the Battle Royals for the pre-show are glorified participation awards. And what I mean by participation awards is that one so far, the winner of that match doesn't really get much. You know, like, so the winner of that match doesn't get anything. It isn't like money in the bank. It, it is, they, don't, they don't get promised anything. They just kind of get promoted as the person that is basically is an accolade to add to their entrance, to, to their resume, to, to whatever. It doesn't come with any additional perks for the show. So, and I call it a participation award as well too because also it basically involves also every single wrestler that doesn't have a main story or a match on actual WrestleMania. So everybody gets opportunity to participate. So even some people that do have a match will be in the will be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or be in the men's or women's battle royal. I don't think the women's one has a name yet. I thought it was the May Young Battle Royal, but I I may be mistaken. Oh, and SmackDown is live from Brooklyn. Oh, you know how much we love Brooklyn. So it's just it's just it's just kind of a way to get it's a cool way to get everybody that's on the show uh, a way to give appreciation to them. So it, it it's a participation award, but let's call it really what it is. Let's, let's, let's rephrase it a little bit. It's an appreciation match, an appreciation award for everybody that has added their blood, sweat, and tears to help make this vehicle move that is called WWE and now has that share selling at about like eighty eight to ninety dollars per share. When I read you bought it 16. Just saying. <laughs> but. WWE. Has now. WrestleMania. Put on the show. Started off. Pre-show. Revival. Tag team. Takes on. Rudin Hawkins. Right? Not Rude and Hawkins. Ryder and Hawkins. I'm tripping. I'm, I'm over here about to sit thinking Rick Rude. Now, as you may already know, Hawkins has been on this ridiculous like 275 match losing streak. He even has a couple of losses as a tag team. 
So he comes into WrestleMania with that losing streak. We against the Revival, who's supposed to be the epitome of tag team. They, they you know they 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 spawn, they pride themselves on being what the, what tag teams should look like in the tag team divisions and stuff like that. And the Revival weren't able to hold their belts against Ryder and Hawkins as they managed to as Hawkins breaks this two hundred and seventy five plus or whatever it was match losing streak to come away with being the SmackDown tag team champions now i find this in his own in his, in his in his own right to be an interesting feat because you have to figure right some people get lost in the sauce and then you just don't really have a position for them in wrestling and then you have to figure that at some point in time he had a losing streak and he had to come to them or, or they had to come say to him like listen we have no use for you but if you want to keep taking on talent to help, because he's up now at this point in time, he's not even really a pushover guy. But I guess they're gonna use him as a pushover guy, and he's like, you know what? You're gonna be the pushover guy that never has a victory. So you're gonna end up having the longest losing streak in WWE history, and this is gonna be your claim to fame. This is gonna be your claim to relevancy in WWE through the next couple of years, and he rode with it, and now. Look at him now. Again, after a decade plus, he is now back tag team champions with his with his former road dog. Zack Ryder. So Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are now your are now your WWE tag team champions. Which now led into something very, very interesting. That very early into the pay-per-view event, something happened that has never happened. And is that we have the Raw or Universal Championship, but the Raw's championship defended as like the second match of the evening. And folks, it did not disappoint. Brock Lesnar comes out early. He, he ambushes Roman Reigns. He ambushes Seth Rollins. He, he he takes a couple of cheap shots on him. Wears him out a little bit early. Sings him into the ring. Rollins continues. Rollins takes a beat down. The referee gets knocked gets gets knocked down. Goes out the ring. Seth hits him with a low blow. Hits him with a kick. Hits him with a stop. Hits him with a stop. Hits him with a stop. I did not stutter. It took three curve stops to conquer the beast. And Seth. Freaking Rollins is your new Raw WWE Heavyweight Champion, folks. Seth conquers the beast. AJ Styles beats Randy Orton. The Usos keep their belt. Shane gets a gets a pin victory as false count as he had his false count anywhere match against the Miz. He gets he gets a he gets a victory over the Miz. Not a boss and hug connection. The first ever women's tag team champions defended and lost their belts to the iconic. In what was a four-way match that also involved Beth Phoenix and Natalie Einhart. As well as the tag team of Tamina and the Irresistible Force or whatever they call her now. <laughs> Big E is doing a split in the middle of the ring. Well, not the Irresistible Force, but you know who I'm talking about. Gosh, I don't know why her name. N Nia Jax. There we go. So Nia Jax and Tamina 
were both also were also in that rig. And yeah, the, the two the champ the team that came away with gold were the iconics. And we kind of discussed this last week that remember there was a couple of matches that we picked and we we really should have highlighted them. Did I highlight them? Did I highlight them? Did I highlight them? Did I highlight them? I didn't. I didn't highlight them. I should I should have highlighted them because there were a couple of matches that, that that we thought that we weren't sure how things were gonna go. We had an idea an idea that Seth was gonna beat Brock, right? Kind of knew about that. Um, thought that they may help Hawkins win his lose his undefeated streak at WrestleMania. AJ Styles beating Randy Orton kind of saw that coming too. Randy Orton at this point in time was a glorified um pushover role. Shane being Miz, like we, we we thought that was gonna happen, but still wasn't quite sure how that which direction that guy was gonna go in. Usos keeping their belt, kind of thought that may have happened as well. The Boston Hug connection, losing the titles to the Iconics, yeah, kind of saw that happen. And they also played right into the role that that Sasha Banks, you know, can win belts, but she very quickly loses them in their next defense. And it proved to be right again in WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania. Now, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio is a match that we weren't sure about. We sat here and we said, like, Samoa Joe is a bad dude. But you already know they got they got Rey Mysterio coming back. He's probably gonna go into the Hall of Fame soon. He has his son there. He's taking on the bully. And we just knew that they were going to give him that victory. And we were wrong. Samoa Joe made light work of Rey Mysterio and put him to sleep. Like, state put him night-night. Like, for him, it very quickly went from day to night. Roman Reigns defeats McIntyre. Triple H is allowed to keep his job as, as, as he comes away for victory over Batista. It's a grueling match. Shockingly, very, very shockingly. This is one of those other matches that we just knew. We knew that when Baron Corbin was going to take on... Kurt Angle for his last match. They had Kurt Angle beat everybody. They had him come out there. And he beat Samoa Joe. He beat AJ Styles. He what well, who else did he beat? Um He beat he beat um I'm lost that guy's name. That that was with Titus O'Neil. Part of Titus Worldwide. But he beat that guy too. You know, like the power hamster, whatever you want to call him, the power gerbil. But at WrestleMania, we just knew he was just going to beat Baron Corbin. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Plot twist. L, Baron Corbin. Well, sorry, L, <laughs> Kurt Angle to Baron Corbin. This is something that happened that we kind of knew what was going to happen. As we saw the demon taking on the almighty Bobby Lashley. And 
we saw the demon come out and vanquish the almighty Bobby Lashley to win a champ to win his intercontinental belt. So I don't know if you're keeping track. Right? That's the that's Ryder and Hawkins winning a championship belt. That's one belt changing hands. Right? We get Seth freaking Rollins beating Brock Lesnar. That's two belts changing hands. Usos keep their belt. The Boston Hug Connection lost their belt. That's three belts changing hands. Small Joe keeps his belt. Bobby Lashley is defeated by the Demon. That's four belts changing hands. And you know we ain't talk about what happened in NXT or through all through like the cruiserweight division. Or the English division. We ain't gonna talk about those guys. Because the main event of the evening. The main event of the evening. Was Ronda Rousey. Versus Charlotte Flair. Versus Becky Lynch. In a three-way. You know, or I should say in a triple threat match. And as you know, the triple threat match. Basically, it's a no-holds no bar match. There are no rules. You just have to pin or submit your, your opponent in the middle of the ring. Weapons are okay. Like, there's no disqualification. There's no championship advantage either. This match was as good as you needed it to be. It's as good as you remember Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey's match being. It had that physicality to it. It had the kind of technicality to it that you would imagine from a Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair match. It had everything. And this match was for a winner-take-all. So basically, whoever won was going to win all, was going to win both belts. Ronda Rousey's Raw SmackDown Women's or Raw's Women's Championship belt, and Rick Fl and Charlotte Flair with the SmackDown Women's Championship belt. Becky Lynch bought the people; she's the people's champ. Charlotte SmackDown champ, Ronda Rousey Raw's champ. And I think we already kind of knew how this was gonna go. We kind of saw this coming, coming. And yes, folks, in a match. That included the baddest bitch on the planet versus the queen versus the man in a main event for the women's championship match at winner take all. The man was victorious. And you're new. Raw and SmackDown women's champion of the world. Becky Lynch. I'm telling you. It was a sight to see. It was a sight to see. And the only thing that's good, the only thing that can honestly top that is the NBA playoffs that are about to come up. <laughs> yes. 
NBA playoffs are, are just about wrapping up. We don't have any of the games on the background because whatever whatever reason, our alternative viewing method is acting up. But, as it stood before the show started, we have five teams out of the East that have already locked up their playoff position. Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Indy. Now, that's their position. Who's locked up a playoff spot? Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Indy, Brooklyn, and Orlando. Only person trying to still make the playoffs is between Detroit, Charlotte, and Miami. And I think Miami may have officially been eliminated last night with their loss. Even though I think last night that Dwayne Wade dropped 30 along with Dirk Nowitzki dropping 30. And what should be both of, the, both of those guys' last game of the season. Yeah, that was trumped by Magic dropping his bomb. Magic Johnson didn't even bother to come to the mighty studio or to, you know, to, to drop that on the hot, in the drop zone. No, 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 no. He got, he, he had his own keys to the drop zone, came in here and placed his own bomb. In the West, everybody has made the playoffs. Golden State, Denver, Houston, Portland, Utah, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and the Clippers. Now, positioning is mattering here. This is kind of what we're watching for. As Houston, right now in the three spot, with a Portland win, can move down to the four spot. Denver, his record is 53 and also 28. Houston, 53 29. Portland, 52 and 29. Houston's already played all their games. Denver has one last game left to try to make sure they solidify their number two spot. Utah has locked up their spot, locked up their playoff spot. Oklahoma City, San Antonio Spurs, and the LA Clippers can still all. That's a six, seven, and eight speed. They, they, all three of those teams can move up and down. Now Utah is solid. They're gonna be number five. They're not going anywhere. Golden State number one. Denver's gonna be number. Well, Denver's not gonna be number two, but Golden State is bona fide number one. That's like Milwaukee's gonna be bona fide number one in the East. Toronto's bona fide number two. Philly's locked up at number three. Between Boston and Indiana, I don't think there's anything. There's any place for them to go as well. Boston, they're they're locked up as well. Told you they, those teams have locked up their spots. Brooklyn at forty-one and forty. Orlando at forty-one and forty still can change spots. Detroit's at forty and forty-one. Charlotte's at thirty-nine and forty-two. Either one of those teams can make the playoffs, or can miss the playoffs. Detroit can win another game and throw a whole different wrinkle into the position between Brooklyn and Orlando. That's still all they're left. But you know what we're not seeing? Uh, I, you know what we don't see? And we don't see LeBron James and them in the playoffs. We don't see the greatest mind in the world that, that generally takes his talent to Miami. He's LeBron James. You don't see none of that. What you see is that, like I said, you see Knicks fans rejoicing that the Laker nation is functioning like the Knicks right now. Now, boy, I'm telling you, New York fans are some miserable fuckers. I'm starting to realize. Like, you have Jets fans happy that the Giants fans are going through what the Giants fans are going on to. And as, and as the NBA season winds down, we'll get more into, into football. It just isn't time right now to hop into it yet as we're going to. Just know also, for the second half of this season, 
We just might start doing two-hour shows. We'll see. I always say that. But I never really know if I want to do that. That's not like giving you guys this extra time with me. Like, you think you're going to get one hour? Nah. We go to one hour and ten minutes. You get an extra ten minutes. Just like the NCAA tournament needed overtime so that they can determine a victory. Well, guess what? We need a little bit of overtime to make sure you can get my clear-cut message. So Milwaukee, so as it stands right now, Milwaukee's going to be playing Detroit. If Detroit if Detroit stays where they're going to stay in the playoffs. We have Toronto possibly playing Orlando. We have Philly possibly playing Brooklyn. For some reason, I don't know why I'd rather see Brooklyn take on Toronto. But, hey, they could take on Philly too. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to see Brooklyn. Like, I'm excited to see Brooklyn in the playoffs. We got Boston taking on Indiana. In the West, we have Golden State possibly going up against the Clippers. Once again, this is as it currently stands. Denver versus the San Antonio Spurs. Houston taking on Oklahoma City, which I think is interesting. And Portland right now taking on Utah. But as we already said, Portland can very well just take on Oklahoma City. And that is interesting because that's a game, that's a match I think could go either way. What I don't want is Oklahoma City taking on Denver. Oklahoma City, like, there, there's already been kryptonite there with Denver. That's not a good matchup for them. Russell Westbrook gets already heated every time Murray gets the best of him and he starts fouling late and gets technicals. You understand? Like, if I feel like I, this, I honestly feel this that if they play Denver in the first round, that Russell Westbrook is going to miss a game for going over. The technical fouls in that series. And technical fouls reset in the playoffs. And I still think he'll find a way to go over. That's how frustrated he gets. Look at every single game this season as Denver has swept that, that matchup. Look at it. I think, I think we covered this last, last week. About how these matchups were. If, 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 it's, if, it, if Denver played Oklahoma City. That was a, actually that was a couple weeks ago. That was that was back in March. That was a, that was the last podcast in March. At that at that point in time, Denver had swept that series three and oh, and I can't remember if there was any games left. So I don't want Oklahoma City to play a team like Denver, but I would love to see them against a team like Portland. Like, see, now this is the time that things need to start getting interesting because now this is when all everything starts to come to play. Like, I am so highly interested about all of these playoff games. There's no LeBron James. So for once, we don't have to hear any LeBron hype. Like, thank fucking God. Jesus, I'm glad that shit's over. That's been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, the one only down to my Taylor. Don't forget that you can catch the show here live every single Wednesday night on mytsports.net. And if I don't leave you with anything, just don't forget to embrace what you love. And so you can live forever young. My Sports Podcast. I'm out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. 
Mighty!